All right, welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. This show is dedicated to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was born on January the 15th, 1929. We salute Dr. King, his mission, his goal, his life. Hey, the Motor City is burning. That ain't right. 1961, 1962, 1961, 1962. Hey, the Motor City is burning, y'all. That ain't right. There was a man, voice of a people, standing on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel. Shots rang out Yes, it was a gun He was the only one To fall down, y'all That ain't right Then his people scream Ain't no need for sunlight Ain't no need for moonlight Ain't no need for street light Cause it's burning real bright some folks say we gon' fight Cause this here thing just ain't right 1960 what? 1960 who? 1960 what? 1960 who? 19... Hey! The Motor City is burning, y'all Ooh, the Motor City is burning, y'all In his hand, y'all Mr. Policeman Thought it was a gun Thought it was the one Shot him down, y'all That ain't right Then his mama screamed Ain't no need for sunlight Ain't no need for moonlight Ain't no need for street lights. Just burning real bright. 
Some folks say we gon' fight Cause this here thing just ain't right 1960 what? 1968 unless something is done about these terrible problems, these terrible evils and injustices. Freedom always demands sacrifice. Though the civil rights leaders, for various reasons, refuse or can't take a stand or have to go along with the administration, that's their business. But I must say tonight that I know that justice is indivisible. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We will be able to emerge from the bleak and desolate midnight of man's inhumanity to man to the bright and glittering daybreak of freedom and justice. They go talking about these little uh, levels of progress that we see here and there, and they say, you know, you've made great progress. Aren't you satisfied? No, we are not satisfied. We will not be satisfied. As long as Negro boys and Negro girls are forced to live life 
without dignity and without respect, we will not be satisfied. No. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Don't let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. As somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black, ugly, and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high, and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody he will cry out, yes, I'm black, I'm proud of it, I'm black and beautiful. We kicked it off with some speeches from the late, the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his uh, words on racism and injustice. And we'll hear more uh, regards to Dr. King here on the Alvin Galloway Show on this fabulous Sunday afternoon as we remember not only King in this, you know, I think people will put him in this saintly, um, dreamy image. Um, but King was a revolutionary. He's a, a revolutionary person who put forth an idea that man should be treated equally and with justice, not based on whether you are a black or white or handicapped or a woman or a child. Everybody should be treated fairly and have the same opportunities. And this came into the uh, rejection of those in power. The system of white supremacy was not going for this proposal because they felt that if this 
was true and that this was in order that they would lose power. They couldn't embrace the idea that everybody should have power, the power of being a human being treated fairly, fairly and equally. And this still holds to today that you see the resurgent of uh, white supremacy, a white privilege of hate against others of a different uh, ethnic and racial background uh, because they feel threatened by the idea of losing power or losing significance. Uh, but it's a new day. And power is not given. Power is taken. And you have to be strong enough, uh, have the mindset that you will not sit down and be treated harshly and be treated unjustly. And as Dr. King says, people have to make a sacrifice you might find that you were coming up against a water hose, a billy club, dogs, fired from your job, ostracized in your community, but you have to make a sacrifice for justice, for equality, and to do the things that is necessary to do. You might not see the benefit of your actions you might not reap the benefit of your actions, but maybe your children will. Maybe your grandchildren will. Those who fought against slavery for the freedom of the people did not see those benefits, but we have reaped the reward of their sacrifices, of their strength, of their courage, of their fight for freedom, for equality, and for justice and we have to be as strong as they to see in a push for the future and make the future the present and in the present you'll see the future this is the alvin galloway show here on radio phoenix community radio is supported by a donation from held lumber company incorporated with several decades of history with community involvement in Arizona. We want to thank Health Lumber for their support. More information at healthlumber.com. H-E-L-D-T lumber.com. This is Althea Long, and you're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show, Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to The Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. right here on Radio Phoenix.
Otto Preminger, foremost independent producer of motion pictures, has said, and we quote, I have great admiration for Dr. King. His spirit and devotion to these ideals, when translated into reality, will lead to full democracy. The greatest advancement for Americans of all creeds and colors that our country has ever known. Dr. King now responds to this observation with three little words. Three little words, that's all we live for. Three little words of big and great significance. Dr. Martin Luther King speaks of these three words. All, here, and now. We don't need to utter but three words to tell this nation what we are talking about. They aren't big words. You don't need to have a great vocabulary to utter them. You don't need to have a philosophical bent to grasp them. They are three little words. But we want to let the world know that these words describe what we mean and what we are determined to do about racial injustice. One is the word all. We don't want some of our rights. We don't want a few token handouts here and there. We want all of our rights. The other word is here. There are some people who, who, who say that we need to go back to Africa. And then there are some others who tell Negroes in the South to leave the South. You can't be free, so get out. But down in Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and South Carolina, we are saying something else now. We want all of our rights, and we want all of our rights here in Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina. And then there's a third word. It is the word now. We are not willing to wait a hundred years for our rights. We are not willing to wait 50 years for what is ours on the basis of the Constitution of this United States and the authority of God himself. No, we are not willing to wait another 25 years for our rights. We can hear voices telling us to slow up. We can hear voices telling us to cool off. Well, our only answer in calm, patient turn must be that we have cooled off too long, and if we keep cooling off, we'll end up in a deep freeze. We must go on and say... No, what we are saying to this nation is that we want all of our rights. We want them here, and we want all of them not next year, not next week, but we want them now at this hour. This is what you're saying. Words. Many words have multiple meanings, and the word for today is revolutionary. When used as an adjective, it's defined as new, original, unconventional, unorthodox, innovative, state-of-the-art, profound, and on the cutting edge, involving or causing a complete and or dramatic change, total and absolute. 
Now, if you aspire to exhibit any of these qualities, well then, you might as well be revolutionary. Revolutionary. Repent not only for the blatant vitriolic words of the man. 
Brother Cal Bennett, B, revolutionary. And as I said before, Dr. King was a revolutionary person uh, in his thought and his actions and what he did to bring change to not only this country, but uh, around the world, because people around the world have embraced his message, his tactics, and the way to fight for justice and equality because oppression is all around the world and it must be changed. This is the Alvin Galloway show here on Radio Phoenix and actually uh, a little bit before that the jazzy number I played uh, was Reality is Emotion and that is John Corbell, Reality is Emotion. And this is the Alvin Galloway show here on Radio Phoenix. We're continuing with our tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King celebrating his birth and his life. We're going to kick it off with a song, actually a, a video a friend of mine sent me. Shout out to Perletta. And it's a song that I think that make you think and hopefully act. This is your boy Vo. I brought my big brother Slick J. Adams out, man. Bro, I need you to keep it all the way 100 with me. City. Listen. How many children gotta die for we wake up? How many kids we gotta lose for we wake up? How many fathers gonna be gone from their children? To let the streets have to raise them. And the Navy hoodlums, please, 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 somebody give me an answer, please, 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 tell me why it ain't no cure for cancer, please, 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 why these youngins carry more guns than books, please, pretty please. Somebody need to take a look. Bo, I need you to tell me what happened. I need you to tell me what happened. How we fell asleep at the wheel and it led to an accident. This ain't no over-exaggerant. Nah, and I am not overreacting when I say that this world is lacking some unity due to me usually napping Cause my gift and talent immaculate, ain't no label here backing it Made them a target and started attacking it, I was misusing a song For talking smacking it, got their attention and kept on distracting it from the bigger picture Now I'ma tackle it cause ain't nothing more confusing than an empty room A topic of white and a black in it, armor we wear got a crack in it Now every day we got a new problem, on the internet, on the news channel, in the newspaper and columns And it seemed to me that we can't agree on a true solution and that solve them. I pray the murder rate here will fall more than the leaves do when it's autumn. Like a Nike stock, I say like a Nike stock. Protest and they pick your sign is to cut that swoosh out of Nike socks. Injustice at the Nike shops. Yeah, we talk about that, but ain't talking what the options are. Every cop ain't bad, they just getting overshadowed by the cops who are. Tell me why it's so many people who ain't helping the problem just got a critique. Tell me why this world become more divided every single time that the president speaks. Tell me why we raising money for cancer when we got the answer to curing defeat. A lot of homeless people who ain't eating nothing. So if it's true that you are what you eat, I say, please, please. 
Tell me why these pastors preaching ain't teaching. Please, please, please. If we ain't reaching our youth, who we reaching? Please, oh please, don't turn your back on the next generation. Please, oh please, we need to fix this situation. Oh, I'm begging you, please. Somebody gotta do it. Please. We need to change everything, including the music. Please, 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 oh, please, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Our children are dying. Listen. Our mothers, our mothers are still crying. What's going on? Mommy was asking us years ago. What's going on? Please, 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 y'all. That's a very poignant song by Salik J and Lyric Calville. Yes, on the Alvin Galloway show here on Radio Phoenix and our tribute to Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his movement for justice, equality, and peace around the world. You know, it's centered here in the United States. He, uh, was fighting for justice and voting rights for African Americans here in this country, uh, uh, keeping them from or trying to remove the oppression that was uh, put upon them since they came to this country in chains. Uh, we're still working on that here in this country. And he also was very outspoken, as I said before, in the first hour. He was a a revolutionary person. He was outspoken on the Vietnam War, and a lot of people uh, questioning him, questioned him on his uh, advocacy for peace and uh, getting out of Vietnam. And uh, he was steadfast in that uh, anti-war movement uh, to bring about peace and bring uh, this country to a consciousness of peace. And some say that contributed to his assassination. I come to this magnificent house of worship tonight because my conscience leaves me no other choice. I join you in this meeting because I'm in deepest agreement with the aims and work of the organization which has brought us together, clergy and laymen concerned about Vietnam. The recent statements of your executive committee are the sentiments of my own heart, and I found myself in full accord 
when I read its opening lines, a time comes when silence is betrayal. That time has come for us in relation to Vietnam. The truth of these words is beyond doubt, but the mission to which they call us is a most difficult one. <clears throat> Even when pressed by the demands of inner truth, men do not easily assume the task of opposing their government's policy, especially in time of war. Nor does the human spirit move without great difficulty against all the apathy of conformist thought within one's own bosom and in the surrounding world. Moreover, when the issues at hand seem as perplexing as they often do, in the case of this dreadful conflict, we are always on the verge of being mesmerized by uncertainty. But we must move on. Some of us who have already begun to break the silence of the night have found that the calling to speak is often a vocation of agony. But we must speak. We must speak with all the humility that is appropriate to our limited vision, but we must speak. And we must rejoice as well, for surely this is the first time in our nation's history that a significant number of its religious leaders have chosen to move beyond the prophesying of smooth patriotism to the high grounds of a firm descent based upon the mandates of conscience and the reading of history. Perhaps a new spirit is rising among us. If it is, let us trace its movements and pray that our own inner being may be sensitive to its guidance. For we are deeply in need of a new way beyond the darkness that seems so close around us. Over the past two years, as I have moved to break the betrayal of my own silences and to speak from the burnings of my own heart, as I have called for radical departures from the destruction of Vietnam, many persons have questioned me about the wisdom of my path. At the heart of their concerns, this query has often loomed large and loud. Why are you speaking about the war, Dr. King? Why are you joining the voices of dissent? Peace and civil rights don't mix, they say. Aren't you hurting the cause of your people, they ask. And when I hear them, though I often understand the source of their concern, I am nevertheless greatly saddened. For such questions mean that the inquirers have not really known me, my commitment or my calling. Indeed, their questions suggest that they do not know the world in which they live. In the light of such tragic misunderstanding, I deem it of signal importance to try to state clearly, and I trust concisely, 
Well, I believe that the path from Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, the church in Montgomery, Alabama, where I began my pastorate, leads clearly to this sanctuary tonight. I come to this platform tonight to make a passionate plea to my beloved nation. This speech is not addressed to Hanoi or to the National Liberation Front. It is not addressed to China or to Russia. Nor is it an attempt to overlook the ambiguity of the total situation and the need for a collective solution to the tragedy of Vietnam. Neither is it an attempt to make North Vietnam or the National Liberation Front paragons of virtue, nor to overlook the role they must play in the successful resolution of the problem. While they both may have justifiable reasons to be suspicious of the good faith of the United States, life and history give eloquent testimony to the fact Conflicts are never resolved without trustful give and take on both sides. Tonight, however, I wish not to speak with Hanoi and the National Liberation Front, but rather to my fellow Americans. Since I am a preacher by calling, I suppose it is not surprising that I have seven major reasons for bringing Vietnam into the field of my moral vision. That is, at the outset, a very obvious and almost facile connection between the war in Vietnam and the struggle I and others have been waging in America. A few years ago, there was a shining moment in that struggle. It seemed as if there was a real promise of hope for the poor, both black and white, through the poverty program. There were experiments, hopes, new beginnings. Then came the build-up in Vietnam, and I watched this program broken and eviscerated, as if it were some idle political plaything of a society gone mad on war. And I knew that America would never invest the necessary funds or energies in rehabilitation of its poor, so long as adventures like Vietnam continue to draw men and skills and money like some demonic destructive suction tube. So I was increasingly compelled to see the war as an enemy of the poor and to attack it as such. Perhaps a more tragic recognition of reality took place and it became clear to me that the war was doing far more than devastating the hopes of the poor at home. It was sending their sons and their brothers and their husbands to fight and to die in extraordinarily high proportions relative to the rest of the population. We were taking the black young men who had been crippled by our society and sending them 8,000 miles away. This is the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. Programming is supported by Shiner Gold Pomade, regular, special, and clay hair holes for men and women, shave soap and merchandise, retail locations in the U.S. or online store, shipping to anywhere in the world at shinergold.com. 
Shiner Gold on Facebook. S-H-I-N-E-R-G-O-L-D-D-O-T-C-O-M. Shiner Gold on Facebook. This show is dedicated to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was born on January the 15th, 1929. We salute Dr. King, his mission, his goal, his life. To guarantee liberties in Southeast Asia, which they had not found in Southwest Georgia and East Holland. So we have been repeatedly faced with the cruel iron. Watching Negro and white boys on TV screens as they kill and die together for a nation that has been unable to seek them together in the same schools. So we watch them in brutal solidarity, burning the huts of a poor village. But we realize that they would hardly live on the same block in Chicago. I could not be silent in the face of such cruel manipulation of the poor. My third reason moves to an even deeper level of awareness, for it grows out of my experience in the ghettos of the North over the last three years, especially the last three summers, as I have walked among the desperate, rejected, and angry young men. I have told them that Molotov cocktails and rifles would not solve their problems. I have tried to offer them my deepest compassion while maintaining my conviction that social change comes most meaningfully through nonviolent action. But they ask, and rightly so, what about Vietnam? They ask if our own nation wasn't using massive doses of violence to solve its problem, to bring about the changes it wanted. Their questions hit home, and I knew that I could never again raise my voice against the violence of the oppressed and the ghettos without having first spoken clearly to the greatest purveyor of violence in the world today, my own government. For the sake of those boys, for the sake of this government, for the sake of the hundreds of thousands trembling under our violence, I cannot be silent. For those who ask the question, are you a civil rights leader? And thereby mean to exclude me from the movement for peace. I have this further answer. In 1957, when a group of us formed the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, we chose as our motto to save the soul of America. We were convinced that we could not limit our vision to certain rights for black people, but instead affirmed the conviction that America would never be free or saved from itself until the descendants of its slaves were loose completely from the shackles they still wear. In a way, we were agreeing with Langston Hughes that black barber column who had written earlier, oh yes, I say it plain, America never was America to me, and yet I swear this oath, America will be. Now it should be incandescently clear 
that no one who has any concern for the integrity and life of America today can ignore the present war. If America's soul becomes totally poisoned, part of the autopsy must read Vietnam. It can never be saved so long as it destroys the deepest hopes of men the world over. So it is that those of us who are yet determined that America will be are allowed, are led down the path of protest and dissent, working for the health of our land. As if the weight of such a commitment to the life and health of America were not enough, another burden of responsibility was placed upon me in 1954. And I cannot forget that the Nobel Peace Prize was also a commission, a commission to work harder than I had ever worked before for the Brotherhood of Man. This is a calling that takes me beyond national allegiances. But even if it were not present, I would yet have to live with the meaning of my commitment to the ministry of Jesus Christ. To me, the relationship of this ministry to the making of peace is so obvious that I sometimes marvel at those who ask me why I'm speaking against the war. Could it be that they do not know that the good news was meant for all men, for communists and capitalists, for that children and ours, for black and for white, for revolutionary and conservative. And they have forgotten that my ministry is in obedience to the one who loved his enemies so fully that he died for them. What then can I say to the Viet Cong, or to Castro, or to Mao as a faithful minister of this one, and I threatened them with death, must I not share with them my life? Finally, as I try to explain for you and for myself the road that leads from Montgomery to this place, I would have offered all that was most valid if I simply said that I must be true to my conviction, that I share with all men the calling to be a son of the living God. Beyond the calling of race or nation or creed, is this vocation of sonship and brotherhood because I believe that the Father is deeply concerned, especially for his suffering and helpless and outcast children. I come tonight to speak for them. This I believe to be the privilege and the burden of all of us who deem ourselves bound by allegiances and loyalties which are broader and deeper than nationalism, and which go beyond our nation's self-defined goals and positions. We are called to speak for the weak, for the voiceless, for the victims of our nation, for those it calls enemy. For no document from human hands can make these humans any less our brothers. And as I ponder the madness of Vietnam, and such within myself for ways to understand and respond in compassion, my mind goes constantly to the people of that peninsula. I speak now not of the soldiers of each side, not of the ideologies of the Liberation Front, 
not of the hunting inside gone, but simply of the people who have been living under the curse of war for almost three continuous decades now. I think of them too, because it is clear to me that there will be no meaningful solution there until some attempt is made to know them and hear their broken cries. They must see Americans as strange liberators. Vietnamese people proclaimed their own independence in 1954, uh, in 1945 rather, after a combined French and Japanese occupation and before the communist revolution in China. They were led by Ho Chi Minh, even though they quoted the American Declaration of Independence in their own document of freedom we refused to recognize them. Instead, we decided to support France in its reconquest of a former colony. Our government felt then that the Vietnamese people were not ready for independence. We again fell victim to the deadly Western arrogance that has poisoned the international atmosphere for so long. That tragic decision, we rejected a revolutionary government seeking. How many things? Thank you for listening to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show, for updates about activities and events concerning the Martin Luther King celebration this week and uh, other activities coming up throughout the uh, month. Great.
Stevie Wonder and his song dedicated to the life of Dr. Martin Luther King in an effort to uh, get the uh, King holiday. It took uh, a few years for that to to come true, uh, but it did throughout the country. Some states were harder than others, including Arizona. And we celebrate the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., uh, who was originally uh, Michael uh, King, and uh, at uh, time changed his name, and um, father changed their name to Martin. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show. Happy birthday, Dr. King. And as I always say, today's a great day to make somebody's day great.